Welcome to the Just Off Glen podcast with your host, Christy Alexander, where we talk to the movers, shakers, and change makers. Just Off Glen. Hi, listeners. Welcome back for another episode of the Just Off Glen podcast. I'm your host, Christy Alexander, founder of WorkSmart Coworking and Meeting Space, a professional workspace where you can elevate your business and reach your goals surrounded by a community of inspiring people. I actually have two guests on the podcast today, and I'm excited to introduce you to SUNY Adirondack students and co-presidents of the Business Club, Dylan Zahn and Sasha Rooney. Thanks for joining me, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. My pleasure. I'm excited to uh, get into some good conversation about what you're doing and uh, what the business club is up to and uh, a little bit about what your hopes are for the future. Yeah, definitely. So um, start by uh, sharing with us a little bit about the business club and your interest in in being involved there. What made you decide to um, not just get involved, but to actually become co-presidents? Yeah, so um, I can start off. We kind of got into it just looking for a way to connect with the community outside of school and to kind of build some business connections and really just a way to build some experience and to network with different people. And honestly, I think Dylan started out as co-president with another co-president, and then he ended up stepping down at the end of fall semester. So I stepped up and I decided to take the role of co-president with Dylan. And We've really just been trying to make it a better, trying to build the experience there. And we had, I'd say, I think up to 12 members at the beginning of the semester or toward the end, towards the end of fall semester. Then unfortunately spring, we dropped down to only, I think, four or five different officers. That happens. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I should back up a little bit because I didn't even give you a chance to tell us who you are. So Sasha, since you were speaking there, why don't you just share with us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and um, a little about your career at SUNY Adirondack. Yeah, so um, I graduated from Burnt Hills High School, and I was just looking for a place. I wasn't quite ready to go to a four-year school yet, and I knew I knew that I wanted to get into business. And then towards the end of my senior year, I started working with a financial advisor at Edward Jones and kind of immersed myself into the finance world and just became fascinated, to be honest. And then I just wanted to kind of get my associates here and then just kind of, I knew that I wanted to go to Siena. I just wanted to build some experience and build some expertise in business in general before I actually went into finance. So I thought I'd take some general business courses here. And SUNY Adirondack, I mean, it's given me a bunch of opportunities. I am unfortunately leaving after my first year. I think I'm ready to go on to the four year and take on some extra opportunities. But yeah, I'm big into investing. I like to ski on my free time. And yeah, I used to play soccer, but I'm a pretty active person and definitely obsessed with finance. Awesome. That's that's exciting. I'm not at all obsessed with finance, but I'm so glad there <laughs> are people like you in the world to help those of us along who need that support. And what about yourself, Dylan? Yeah, so my name is Dylan. Um, I am a first year student at SUNY Adirondack. I graduated from Saratoga Springs last okay. summer. Um, I was kind of all over the place when it came to college. Uh, I knew I wanted to do something with business. Didn't really know what. Uh, ended up submitting my deposit to go to University of Kentucky. Then, you know, I had a talk with my family. I didn't really know. Like I said, I wanted to do business. Didn't know what I wanted to do with business. Okay. So they kind of convinced me to go 
towards SUNY Adirondack, okay. which I don't regret it at all. Like Sasha said, it's a lot of good experiences, great professors. Um, yeah, and that's where we're at now. And I will be here next next fall. So okay, and what's what degree are you pursuing? Business administration. Okay, yep. business administration, and you're. Are you just t- general business or are you focus on finance, Sasha? Um, I'm just business administration now. Unfortunately, okay. they don't offer finance here, but obviously okay. when I go to CN, I will be focused on finance. Okay. Really exciting. Yeah. Really exciting. And I think you're smart, smart to start local, especially if you're just not really sure. Right. Um, it's, it's a great, great location to start and um, kind of get your feet under you. Yep. Um, especially with everything that's gone on these last couple of years with the pandemic and things have changed so much. So um, it's just a great, great place to launch. So, um, and Dylan White, what made you decide to get involved? So you were president uh, of the business club before Sasha came along. Correct. So tell us a little bit about your interest there. So my professor i didn't really have any interest in joining the business club at first um it wasn't until about three or four weeks into the semester the fall semester um, my professor david matthews who all of us know here yeah um had put out a little informative sheet uh about it and i thought i would go check it out me and sasha had been friends i knew we were both into business so we thought we would go together and we checked it out and it was pretty cool the first the first meeting wasn't really a meeting it was just kind of an you know, like I said, an informative, um, just meet the advisors, meet the people that are also interested in mm-hmm. it. And then the second uh, meeting came along and me and Sasha had talked about running for officer positions. And then I can't remember if you... I was going to run for treasurer. I did run for treasurer. As right. I have a friend, um, Naseeb, and she's, me and her are both in accounting classes and we kind of compete against each other. And of course she won that competition <laughs> and got treasurer. She did. Okay. So that's you, fun. So, and I actually wanted to do vice president, but so the way it worked was one person wanted to be president and then two people want to be vice president. So then I don't remember exactly what happened. Um, but then Sean was like, well, who was the former president at the time? Uh, was like, why don't we just do co-presidents? And then that's how it went. And we had a lot planned, so it kind of helped that we had co-presidents. And we did do a lot. So it was nice to have co-presidents. Yeah. Just to kind of, you know, ease the workload a little right? bit. Sure. But, uh, yeah, and then that's really just how it went. Um, yeah. Oh, so fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, tell me, uh, you started with 12, which is really fantastic and understandable that it dropped down a little bit. You know, of course, load gets heavy, workload yep. gets heavy, and... People need to focus, and uh, sometimes they got to let go of some things in order to be able to do that. So we understand that, but you did say that you're small but mighty group yeah, you, right. you've got there. Um, so um, tell me a little bit about what the club does. What kind of initiatives have you guys been working on? What events or activities have you had? Um, so we started a lot with some fundraisers. We did a trunk or treat fundraiser, which was kind of a school-wide thing, but we were kind of like co-hosting it in a way we had our own table and everything it then remind me what the second fundraiser was it was we did a raffle basket which we continued into trunk or treat so we had started with a raffle basket and we sold that it was like a halloween theme because it was around that time okay so we started with the halloween themed raffle basket and we did that in the dining hall we sold that out of the dining hall okay and then from that we went to trunk or treat and we also had taken the raffle basket to trunk or treat another way to kind of fundraise that yeah with we also gave away some boo pops which are like little ghost shaped uh tootsie roll pops and okay stuff. so <laughs> yeah 
fun. Yeah, fun. so that was definitely, I think, a big success, at least for us starting small. And we ended up profiting, I think, about $60, which for us was a good start and kind of a way to get our name out in the school. Right. Yeah, good stuff. And so what do you do with the funds that you raise? Um, we just have them in the account right now. We haven't okay. been able to. I know we did use them. We did, um, uh, I forget what it was called, the Walmart trip. So we did, oh, I want to say it was it was like a Secret Santa program where we donated gifts for children that weren't able, their families weren't able to afford gifts oh, nice. for Christmas. So, yeah, nice. we did that, which was really nice. I think we spent around $400, dollars 450 yeah. on I think it was about 10 gifts. Each one was around $45. Obviously, some were different priced. And some, there, there was like a list of what people wanted for each student or each child. And then we just got them what they wanted. And obviously, okay. some things were cheaper. So we were able to spend more money on other students depending on what sure. the, what was on the list. But that was definitely a big success. And I'm glad that we got to do that because that's definitely something that I would have liked when I was younger, too. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's and then, awesome. You know, with our successes comes our failures sometimes. Uh, Let's hear it. We go. celebrate failures yeah. around here. <laughs> so we had planned a guest speaker. It was one guest speaker um, to come in and give a little talk to all current students, not even business students, all students of okay. SUNY Adirondack. So whoever wanted to could come to our room at the 1230 time slot and they were going to do a little talk. Um, and that was we planned that about a month in advance. I want to say, and then, so the day comes, and we have everyone in the room, the president of the college was there, head of business division was there, everyone was there, there were probably a good 30 people, and we're sitting there waiting for him, 12.15 rolls around, we're waiting for the guy, uh, won't mention any names, but we're waiting for him, and then we get a call from his secretary that he was in Canada, <gasps> yeah, and that was oh, about no. 10 minutes before it was supposed to go, which, you know, on our part, we probably should have... Uh, Got back with him a little closer to the date. And kept following up, which... Yeah, following up, which, okay. you know... But it was definitely planned, and it was yeah. just a, a big surprise, definitely, to have Aww. that big of a turnout at then. Right. To just have to tell them, I'm sorry, but we can maybe reschedule, which we unfortunately never did. But, you know, it's good, though, because it kind of gives you that uh, experience of having to tell a bunch of people that, you know, something yeah. isn't going to happen. you got to take that embarrassment a little bit with the... Yeah. And everybody yeah, was it's understanding, humbling. of course. Yeah. Of course, yeah. It, it's it's humbling. That's yeah. what <laughs> our failures do to us is they right. humble us. Right. Knock it down a couple of notches. Okay. And then you get back up on that horse and, you know, you look at it in hindsight, like you said, okay, maybe we should have done this a little bit differently, maybe yeah. followed up, maybe communication. Communication cannot be um, overstated. You can, I mean, it's just, it's not overrated right. <laughs> right. have to communicate and you know communicate in your marketing communicate internally it's uh especially yeah. with people that are busy like him definitely was a very busy guy and had a lot of things going on so we could have taken that into more consideration so I'd say it was just honestly a failure a learning failure all around yeah absolutely so what did it feel like to um have to get up in front of everybody and say oh, okay here's the deal and, and what did you tell them? Well, I can't, I'm trying to remember exactly what we said. I remember Sean, who was, again, the current co-president with me at the time. It was kind of like a pick the smallest straw. Who wants, you, you do it. No, you oh, do right. it. But, um, <laughs> no, yeah, I think Sean, we both kind of just went up there and we were like, unfortunately, you know, a turn of events, it's really sudden, like just 
just happened. We did. We had no idea. Like we wouldn't make you guys come all the way this way for nothing. But um, it was just a sudden thing, and we hope to reschedule. We had a raffle for that too, so we still did the raffle. So at okay. least some people came for something if they had won. Um, but yeah, it was just a straight up. We would we just try not to lie to them or anything. We just told them, you know. Oh yeah. We. Bad communication. Right. All over. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. then everyone, like I said, like Sasha had mentioned, everyone was very understanding about it too. There was nothing really too bad. No one really was too angry. Yeah. Um. But yeah. And we were really appreciative for the, you know, the president of the college to come. So we had sent an email to her thanking her for coming. And, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We were trying to, trying to make up for what, what had happened. But yeah. Well, that's great. You learn from it and then you move forward. And uh, I'm sure that you guys weren't the only ones in the room that, learned from it that day so that's awesome fantastic um how do you attract uh, other members to join the business club you talked a little bit about you you kind of had that meet and greet initially with Mm -hmm. um the professors and going forward how do you think you'll try to uh build up attendance for the the coming semester i know i know sasha you won't be here but what are your thoughts so the um it's called the SETI office, the uh, student initiative or student, student engagement diversity something initiative, I think. Yeah. Um, so they end, they send out every week uh, something called a SUNY Adirondack weekly. And there's just different events going on and like whatever. There's obviously other clubs, so different clubs and what day they're on, their times and everything that's just going on during that week. So funnily enough, they were actually sending it out this entire time up until I think about a month and a half ago with 1.30 instead of 12.30. So oh. we unfortunately don't know who was showing up to the 1.30 meetings. Right. right. But we were obviously very adamant on changing that. And I know Dr. Hatton had reached out, and it was very disappointing. But um, that's obviously changed now. So that's d- definitely a way to get people out. And some people that are just interested in business maybe, and like, oh, well, it's halfway through the semester, and I'm kind of – I have a little bit time for some extracurriculars, so right. and they see that, and it kind of just brings them in, and maybe just some general business interest. But other than that, I know that we do sometimes have flyers up. Okay. And then, honestly, there's not. That's something that we could definitely work on going forward. Do you guys have a like a Facebook page or? We do have an Instagram page. Instagram. Instagram. You do. Yeah. Okay. And I would say another big thing to reach out to potential people that wanted to join was are the you know the guest speakers and the panelists like we had done uh, last week. Um, that really helps because people go to that and then they say, oh, like if the business club is doing this more, or if they sponsor it, I'd right. like to get get in on the ground floor there. So that's a big way to meet people that potentially want to do it, fundraisers, stuff like that. I feel like every time we've done a fundraiser or a, a guest speaker or panel, at least one person has kind of asked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes they'll join for a couple, they'll come to a couple meetings and then they'll leave. But it's all, that's the trial and error part of it. You just want to yep. find people to, you know, come to a couple. Some will stay, some won't. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right, great. Yeah, marketing's important. Communication. I'm thinking the, uh, it sounds like it was an adopt-a-family kind of program that you did at Christmas time yep. mm-hmm. that might resonate with some people. So yeah. yeah, like you said, it's about finding that thing that uh, hooks the individual to, to get their interest, to attract them, to come and want to be part of what you're doing. Definitely. So that's fun. And so you mentioned that one of your guests was going to be someone from the business community. Yep. Um, I appeared with a couple of other business owners last week to be on a panel. So um, we're all from the local business community. Have have there been any other events that has gotten the local business community here involved? 
Unfortunately not. So as we were bringing down, as our members were kind of shrinking, we were supposed to do an Adirondack Chamber um, mix, business mixer. mixer. Mm-hmm. But um, unfortunately, we just had too many things going on. We wanted to definitely focus in on the panel that we were doing with you guys. And so we just didn't really get around to it. But that was something I know that me and Dylan were definitely looking forward to. But with everything going on and not enough help, I'd say, from everybody else, we were kind of just able to zero in on that. And then we did have some other ideas. But unfortunately, as the the meetings became a lot more just kind of the officers explaining what we had already discussed, but just explaining it officially and recording it in minutes, it just wasn't enough like motivation from everybody and not enough help. But we were very excited to do that, and I'm hoping that they will do that next year. Yeah, that's definitely sure. something we're going to push for next year. We did also do a Common Roots tour. So all the, all the kids that were in the business club um, went to Common Roots Brewery, um, and we got a little tour, and it was very cool. And that was around – it was one of the f- – Almost one of the first things we did. I don't know if it was before or after the fundraiser, but that was very cool. We got to learn the whole business aspect of it, too. It wasn't mm-hmm. just, oh, here's the hops and all that stuff. It was very, very interesting. Yeah, it is. I've t- I've taken that tour. Yeah. <laughs> Met yeah. with them. We we got to go through their new facility, yeah. and it's it's really awesome there. Very it's nice absolutely gorgeous. I love the way that they were so, so thoughtful in the build yep. um, of the, the physical space. Um, but I want to circle back to something that you said, Sasha. I, I really appreciate the way that um, you're really thoughtful about not spreading yourselves so thin. You know, if you don't get um, kind of the response and uh, the support, then you, you know, you decide that you have to let things go and focus right. on what you can focus on. And, and that was a decision that you made when it came to the mixer. Right. Um, but you had already decided to go forward with the panel. And so you focused your efforts there. I right. think to make that as big of a success uh, as possible. Yeah. That's a, that's a fantastic decision really shows a lot of, a lot of foresight there. Yep. That's great. What are some ways that um, the local business community can support uh, what you guys are doing? Um, well, I actually did have an idea that I thought up this weekend, and I just brought it to the advisors today, and they thought it was a great idea. I discussed it with Dylan a little bit. We haven't had a meeting since, obviously. We have ours Wednesday, but I just wanted to bring it up here because I think this could be definitely a way to outreach to all these different businesses around here. So I was thinking... Sure. Maybe it would obviously be optional. We don't want to pressure any students or any of the club members to feel forced into this, but kind of taking maybe some of the businesses, local businesses could take on a student as sort of a sponsor and maybe do like an internship type thing throughout either the semester or through the year, depending on how it's working. But it would be maybe like four to eight hours a week with just some business experience and it would be benefiting both sides. It would be benefiting the business. I'm sure they could definitely use the help and, it would obviously be benefiting the um, student and sure. just building some business experience for them, something to put on a resume mm-hmm. and just kind of putting them in a biz- different business environments and maybe even switching it up semester to semester, but really just benefiting everybody in the situation. So I was thinking that we could definitely, if some local businesses are hearing this, of course, um, reach out to us. Definitely. We have an Instagram page and reach out to me or Dylan, but I think that would obviously, I won't be a part of it, but I think that could be something that could blossom into something very successful and kind of just benefit everybody. I agree. So an opportunity to kind of shadow them right. for a few hours a week. And, and just kind of get an insight into how these businesses operate, mm-hmm. what actually goes into making a business. And obviously the panel was a great kind of preview to that. 
but maybe even the panelists, if they would be interested, just kind of a way to build that experience while keeping it on the side, not a full-time thing, obviously. And I don't know, obviously the logistics would have to be figured out, but of course, yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Any yeah. thoughts on that, Dylan? Yeah, so like I, I think it'd be great just a way to, and it's like a promotion thing. You know, we could help you find an internship. You know, you could tell us your interests and whatnot. We could even, you know, co-presidents or the advisors. You know, Kelly Hatton and Dave Matthews are great. Um, they they definitely be able to reach out. They know so many people around this area. Mm-hmm. Um, they would definitely be able to help. Just reach out to people that who you're interested. You know, the field that you're interested in, and just that's another way to get people to come and see what we have to offer. And it's something else we can offer um, just by reaching out and our connections that we have. And yeah. What about the alumni? Have you um, given any thought to maybe how we can support the business club and what you guys are doing? Um, Honestly, just by, as we do more events, if you guys are involved, just kind of, I know, I think, Someone out of the panel, I forget who it was, but um, they posted on Instagram and tagged us on it. So just kind of putting it out there and letting people know that we're here and that we're trying to connect with different businesses and trying to actually build this experience for the students. And other than that, I think maybe I just think, like you said, marketing is definitely a huge thing. Yeah. But word of mouth is also obviously very old fashioned, but one of the best ways to communicate. Tried and true. Oh, yeah. For sure. (laughs) I'd also say the alumni, like more alumni panels would be great because that's so that's so helpful because you get, you know, a look at the business aspect and the Mm -hmm. business world. But you also get to meet people that were in the same position, the same classes, you know, going through the same process you're going through. Mm -hmm. So I think that was really, really helpful, especially since, like I said, you're talking to people that were in the same boat as you. Yeah, I think it, you know, for for so many situations when it comes to entrepreneurship or even just as a remote worker or non-remote worker, reaching your professional goals, there's nothing like community right. to help motivate you and help you know, give you fresh perspective and um, just to kind of share their their wisdom, their successes and their failures can really, you know, really boost you and and support you in reaching your own goals. Yeah. And it can definitely show people like I've made this mistake and it's not something that's the end of the world where some people might think I'm the only person going through this, but I guarantee you, you're definitely not the only person going yeah, through that. Yeah. It's really easy to fall into that kind of mindset though. Right. Like, you know, I can't believe this is happening and to feel like, you know, you're, you're isolated in this circumstance and in so many circumstances we've, we've all been there. Maybe that, that exact situation, but something very similar to it, you know, and there's a lot of experience and a lot of wisdom that can be shared just by coming together and building that, that community. And we're big on that here for yeah, sure. Definitely. Um, so I'd love to talk about, um, the challenges of, um, balancing kind of your workload and your responsibilities, um, with the business club, but also responsibilities with family. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what it is for the, the average, um, college student in 2022. What kind of stresses do you guys face? Um, I mean, it's what I like is it's nice because the club is the club itself is every Wednesday from twelve thirty to one thirty. We hardly ever go to one thirty too. So it's I mean, we go to about one one fifteen, and I want to say everybody in the college has that time off. I think it's an interactive period. I want to say they call okay. it. So from twelve thirty till two o'clock is or twelve twenty 
is when the class before gets out till two o'clock. So everyone has that off. So I like that because you're not necessarily having to plan around. Like if you wanted to join the business club, you don't have to plan your schedule around the business club right. or some people can't make it because they have class. So that opens up that, which is really nice. Um, other than that, you know, you do that. Uh, you do the club in the middle of the day, classes up until I know I don't have a class that goes past three thirty. Yeah, me neither. Um, so after that, then you come home and you kind of do your homework and stuff. Um, and then you know work on the weekends. But Fridays, I don't know a lot of people that have Fridays. Uh, that have classes on Friday at school. So that's another day there that you have time to do stuff. So it's not too crammed. Okay. Um. When, when it does come to planning, like, a mixer or a panel and there's only, you know, four people in the club, it can get a little stressful mm-hmm. um, just because, you know, everyone's trying to do this. And there was an issue with some of our training, too, with Pack Life, which is the program that all the uh, meet, uh, club things go on. I meet the minutes, the like, the flyers that you post. Everything goes on there. Um, so there was a meeting with training, so some people don't know how to upload stuff. Some people do. Okay. And so that, you know... I mean, that didn't help, but that like all that kind of comes into play when planning something sure. big, but it's, yeah. you know, it's doable. It's not mm-hmm. too hard. Um, it just takes a little bit more effort, but a good learning that, experience for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think with any technology, yeah, <laughs> there's, definitely. A, there's a little bit of a learning curve and some people are a little more advanced than others. And, um, but like you said, it's always something you can work with yeah. and, and work around. And it's like I said, it's definitely not too time consuming. Like, some people may feel if, you know, if they're part of a club and that just takes away from, you know, time they could be using to study, time they could be using to do whatever. Um, but it's, like I said, it's not, I mean, it's not too bad. What did you like most about the transition from high school to college life? Definitely the freedom. Yeah. And <laughs> just, I love being in business class. It's things that I'm actually interested in. And of course there are gen ed classes, but sure. I just feel like the classes are set up completely different and it's really, if you want to succeed, you succeed, but there's not really that person holding your hand all the way and you're able to just do what you want to do and like make your own schedule and you have the ability to change your schedule if you want. I'm personally, I don't take any night classes, but if that fits your schedule, Mm -hmm. you're just able to work it around yourself. And I know a lot of people work at least part-time, maybe even full-time jobs. So Mm -hmm. I think it's just very structured different but I think it's definitely in a positive way and I wasn't a quite quite a big fan of high school but I honestly love college and I think it's just put me into a more of a productive just by letting me do what I want to do it put me into a more productive like routine and I used so I used to live with my grandpa I moved in with him in seventh grade so now I'm not with him obviously I'm not commuting 45 minute drive wasn't really my thing but instead of getting a dorm, I just figured I wanted to focus more on school. So I ended up getting an apartment in downtown Glens Falls, actually oh, just nice. right around the corner from here. Oh, fun. Yeah. So I'm able to go there. I have no distractions. I can come home, do my work. I like to watch Netflix at night. And I just can structure the whole thing around my routine and my schedule. And it's definitely very relieving to not have to come home to other people. And I can come home and just do my own thing take some time if I don't want to do homework. There's just not that person sitting there telling me what to do. Right. (laughs) And I am very excited. I want to get the full college experience at Siena, of course, but I think this was a way to kind of put me into college in a less stressful way and a way that was kind of built around my whole schedule and everything that I wanted to do. So I think it was a good way to get the college experience and learn how to get those good grades, Mm -hmm. pick up some different techniques, and obviously I've become way better at taking notes for sure. And just kind of retaining the knowledge, but it definitely college 
I would say if you don't want to be there, you're not going to get the good grades. But right. if you really immerse yourself into the class and your right. study, I know for accounting especially, I st- I'll sit there and study for two, three hours at a time before a test. But I honestly, when I'm in that, when, like studying mode, I, the time kind of flies by. Yeah, right. But I'd say college has definitely just put me into a more productive routine, and I love it. That's awesome. That's good for you. Yeah, it's, it's just so much more independent. Um, yeah. there's no one there to really hold your hand. Like Sasha said, if you don't want to be there, you're not going to do very well. Well, yeah. So like, you know, I know in high school, if you're not doing well, they'll email your parents and stuff. College, right. it's not, <laughs> nope, you don't get any of that. So, uh, right. and you pay for it. So you, you pay for what you, you know, you get out of what you pay for. So, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's overall just more fun than high school, obviously, in my opinion. Um, I live on the campus um that's good too it's fun because you know you have people around you also you know you wake up don't do this but I sometimes I'll wake up like five minutes before my class roll out out of bed my (laughs) eight o'clock classes I'll I'll wake up pretty late but it's nice because you just have to walk five minutes to your class and then you're there and then you know it's fun though yeah and then you go to class and then you know I don't know if you have a break you can always go grab breakfast after that it's not like when you you know had to go to school and you're there all, all day, day where you get like a 10 minute break between and then well, all like classes are back jail. to back to back to back <laughs> right literally i can remember telling my daughter it's it's different it's not gonna be like this when you go to college yeah. you're gonna love it right and <laughs> for all those reasons right. that you're talking about the food at adirondack i wouldn't say i'm completely crazy about it but <laughs> for a community college i'd say there's definitely a lot of options oh, it's but pretty good it's it's not like at high school where it's kind of like you have this one choice and this right. is what you're going to eat. And right. Maybe a little side choices, but they have everything. I know they have a deli. They have a little taco place and they have the grill. So they have a little bit of everything for everybody. And there's a lot more drink options, a lot more snack options. And it's just definitely more freedom, I'd say. That's yeah. nice. I love it. So uh, how do you think that uh, you'll take what you've learned from your college career and being involved in the business club as you go forward into your own careers? I know public speaking has been huge so yeah. far. and I You guys feel, are great at it. You're I rocking like, it. Thank, thank you. <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of kids, you know, going through my generation, uh, a lot of kids struggle with it. I struggle yeah. with it too. Up until probably around business club when you had to get in front of, you know, even if it was 10, 12 people, it was still a little hard to get in front of them and, you mm-hmm. know, go over the agenda and everything. It's a, it's a little difficult. Um, cla- even classes, not even uh, business club, but the classes itself, um, a lot of them are public speaking. You got to talk in front of some people. Presentation. And mm-hmm. Presentations mm-hmm. and PowerPoint and everything. So that has been huge. Public speaking is probably the biggest thing I will probably learn from college that's fantastic life did you deal a little at all with um imposter syndrome i mean imposter syndrome is is huge whether you know it's in your career or as an entrepreneur do you guys struggle with that at all um not really i wouldn't say good for you not yet not Not yet yet. that's awesome well don't start don't start that's just that's just fear and there's no place for it right right um, the confidence that you have is remarkable. Thank I think you. learning to prepare for things, definitely. Especially yeah. even if it's a test or if it's a presentation. As long as you're prepared, I'd say you can really just conquer that fear. Yeah. But it's all about the preparation for sure. Because if you're Absolutely. going into something and you're not really sure what's going to happen. I mean, m- me personally, I'm very forward thinker. So I'm planning out every moment of everything. So every different possibility that could happen. But that's just something that's even developed more while I've been at college. 
And I'm, I mean, I'm thinking five years down the road all the time. <laughs> so I'm very definitely a forward thinker, but yeah. I think that college and being at SUNY Adirondack, I, another thing that I like is the small classes and you're able to connect with some of your professors. And yeah. I know I have one professor, Professor Muller, and he's worked in corporate finance. So we're able yep. to bounce ideas off of each other. We talk about stocks all the time when office hours and stuff like that. So it's definitely good not to just be in a huge lecture hall and to kind of build those connections with people and Another thing I love about college is being around like-minded like-minded individuals and mm-hmm. in your business classes there's a lot of people that are they want to do the same thing as you and you can bounce ideas off of each other and just kind of plan for the future. Well, you know, it's um, your college career. Definitely, you're you're going to get out what you invest in it, and you right. guys are investing big time, and you're making the most of it. And I love to hear that. I think one of the things that was most impactful for me was the relationships that I built with my professors. That to this day, I I still have, right. um, still have the ability to connect with them and bounce ideas and share, you know, exciting wins. And um, many of them had followed my progress and it's there's just um it just it just feels very supportive and encouraging to have them kind of um you know that foundation that I built in in knowing that they're there I I really appreciate that yeah um do you so you mentioned um I think that you both have part-time jobs yep yes yeah where do you work so I work at Sunnyside Gardens. It's a nursery down in Saratoga Springs. Okay. But it's like a seasonal thing. So like right now we're mocus, uh, mostly focusing on flowers and stuff. But mm-hmm. in the fall season, there's a big pumpkin patch. So we do a pumpkin patch. We have a hayride. We oh, have fun. a little blue train that drives around. And we put uh, all the little kids can go in it and take a little ride around the whole pumpkin patch. And then in the Christmas season, it's uh, Christmas trees. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of different stuff. Little plug for them there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been working with Duncan actually since 2019. And okay. I, I honestly, I don't have a problem with it. There's definitely some people at, that are being hired recently at this Duncan that I'm not quite comfortable around, I would say. But right now I actually did just get an interview. Um, I, it's either scheduled for Thursday or Friday with Morgan Stanley. So it'll be for an internship this summer. So awesome. that's definitely huge for me. But I mean, I've been working at Duncan. They're able to work around my schedule So I started off, I didn't work at all. I think my first few weeks kind of got into the classes, got the feel for college. And then I figured, you know what, I can take a Sunday and I can work a little bit. And then now I am working three days a week. I am going back down to two for finals. But they're able to kind of, as long as I request it two weeks in advance, they're Mm -hmm. able to work with it. And they're very understanding about it. So I'd say Duncan itself has been a good corporation to work with. And it's definitely, like I said, even in high school, they were able to fit around my schedule. That's great. Yeah. That's great. And that speaks to um, your supervisor, that they're they're willing to be able to work with your schedule like that. Right. That's awesome. And there's been a lot of changes there with management going in and out. And we have a new manager now, but she's actually been, I, I honestly like her better than the manager that we had before. But just that shows even just not a business owner or anything, obviously a manager, but stepping into a position and kind of just taking charge and kind mm-hmm. of calming the situation down. And it's definitely great to learn from people like that, even if, it's just a manager at your yeah. job, just seeing yeah. people that are able to kind of take control of the situation. That's awesome. Yeah. So hiring seems to be a pain point for a lot of employers these days. And maybe you could share some perspectives on what you and your peers look for in an employer. Um, someone ooh, motivating, um, but at the same time won't make you break your back to do some stuff. I mean, 
take that with a grain of salt. They still want you obviously need to get stuff done. To work, yeah. Right. <laughs> but like, you know, someone that's motivating, um, but also fun at the same time. You know, our generation does have some issues with, you know, strapping down and getting some stuff done, I would say. But, um, you know, some of us will. We'll get some stuff done. But, yeah, I think overall just someone that can make a work environment fun and someone mm-hmm. that's understanding, too. Um, understanding, fun, motivating. Able to work around a schedule definitely is a yeah. huge thing. And just someone that's understanding and kind of especially has been in your – I'm sure most people have been in a student's position and able to understand what's going on in their life and the different stresses and just someone that can kind of keep a work environment professional while at the same time making it a place that you don't really – you don't not want to come into work. You want to right. come in and you want to be there. You're able to like create or connect with your coworkers and your managers and stuff like that. And just a place that is very productive, but definitely not a way that like in a way that's pushing you towards something. And I know a lot of people complain about being too stressed from a job and it pushes them into either like maybe even depression mm-hmm. or just problems at home, but just a place sure. where it's very coordinated. I'd say. Yeah, and supportive and encouraging. Yeah. Which um, you mentioned a, a motivating uh, culture. What what motivates you? What incentivizes you? Is it is it money? Is it time off? Is it bonuses? Is it, you know, just the, the fun culture? Yeah, so I would say for me, I, I kind of get self-motivated with stuff. You know, working at a nursery, it's a lot of, like, plant these flowers. And, you know, it's on a large scale. So it's not like, okay, here's, like, four flowers and plant them. It's, you know, here's... 800 and go through and plant them Mm -hmm. and you know it's it's fun to work there it's fun stuff but at the same time when I complete stuff like that it just feels good Mm -hmm. Um, and to even go to the boss at the end of the day and I will say when when you hear thank you from boss thank you guys for coming doing all this stuff it goes a long way for an employee because it just shows that appreciation that they have you there that's hugely motivating like so motivating. I think that's definitely a huge thing yeah, so that's what I really like to hear, uh, just thank yous and stuff like that. And, and it's, you know, it's not a big thing, but, like, when you hear it, it's like, oh, okay. Like, you realize it when you hear it, but if I don't think if you were to hear it, you wouldn't really think twice about it. But, um, yeah, so just when you hear thank you from an employee or an employer um, and just self-motivating just to get stuff done. Yeah, I... I I don't know if... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say... Um, you know, you're kind of the exception. I don't, I don't want to put that out there. (laughs) I think a lot of people would disagree with me, but, um, you know, having, uh, been in, in, in a situation where I'm an employer and being connected with a number of employers, I will say that, um, self-motivation is not an attribute that everyone your age has. Correct. <laughs> so I really do feel that you are a bit of an exception. Um, yeah. and it's, it's refreshing. Um, but sometimes it's, uh, it is a challenge to motivate yeah. people. And I, you know, people are motivated by different things that incentivized by, you know, sometimes money and, um, but you're, you're saying, you know, a culture of gratitude and just right. appreciation and in mutual respect really, um, is something that, uh, we, we can all offer. And I've been working at the same job since I was 14, since it was, this has been my, that was, was my first job and is still currently my job. Um, so it's, they've been good to me all, you know, forever. Nice. So it's not like a thing where I'm like, oh, you know, money, money will make me work more, do stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's a lot of, you know. If I need to take a day off, 
they'll let me and stuff like that. So, and then that all comes into play when you're Mm -hmm. working there, you know, think of how nice these people have been. You know, I'm not going to sit down and not do anything. You know, I want to get some stuff done. So, yeah. And I think definitely even like these, of course, are early jobs for us, but Mm -hmm. going on to professional environments and a professional job, I think it's really you wanting to be there. And like, I think from an employer standpoint, you want to employ people that are actually interested in what you guys are doing and Mm -hmm. like the, the kind of theory behind the business and what really drives everybody in the business. I think it should be coordinated between everybody. And like, I don't think that I just don't believe in being in a place, especially even just for money where you don't really want to be there, but it's good money. You need to support your family, whatever. I think that you should be in a place where you actually like what you're doing and you're like he said, self-motivated to Mm -hmm. help the organization itself and not just in it for yourself. Wisdom beyond your years. You yeah. guys are blowing me away here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is really awesome. So let's just finish on this note. Uh, unless you have any questions for me, I'd love to know dream job. What's your dream job? What's your, what do you want your first. future yeah. to look like? Um, well, I definitely, I want to be a mutual fund manager. And if, did, do you want me to explain that a little bit? Sure, yeah, go ahead. So a mutual fund is basically like, um, a, I'd say a company but it's, there's usually a few managers, but you basically take different investors' money and you pool it in, mm-hmm. and then you make, obviously, larger investments, and right. you move around the securities that you're going to buy, whether it's stocks, whether it's bonds, and you kind of... I just want to be in that position where I can help people, but also be at the top. Like, obviously, I wouldn't start at a mutual as a manager, but maybe get in there as an analyst or something like that, and then work myself up, and just kind of be a part of a culture. And I think investing portfolio management is just fascinating to me. But definitely, like, on a larger scale, that's definitely my dream job for sure. I think you'll do amazing <laughs> at that because, I, you know, one key quality is the ability to build trust. And right. uh, in order to build trust, you have to be authentic with your customers, with your potential customers. And uh, to, to um, you know, then be able to move forward. And I think that uh, you're nailing that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I would say my dream job is to be a real estate developer. I really like both the idea of residential and commercial. Residential okay. is easier to start in, so I'd like to do that first and then work my way up to commercial. Um, and I'm lucky to have a few developers that I know, so I've been talking here and there with them. One's a commercial and one's a re- uh, residential, so it's really nice to hear it from both sides. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I would say that is my dream job, and that's kind of just starting off also as an uh, analytic just making cash flow sheets and it's a lot of Microsoft Excel. So, you uh-huh. know, I've been spending time with that recently. But so, yeah, that's that's my dream. That's awesome. Yeah. That's just amazing. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's been a pleasure talking with you yeah, guys. You I'm excited about uh, the business club and the yeah. things that you guys are doing and your interest in, in developing the club moving forward and uh, just in uh, what you, your, your dreams and your goals. Yeah. It's yeah. really awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you for having us. I yeah. really appreciate it. This is a great experience for sure. Awesome. Good. All right. Well, we'll connect uh, again in the future. I'm positive about Most it. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you, listeners, for joining our conversation. I hope you've been as inspired as I have. If you're a local business or organization interested in supporting the Sudi Anirondack Business Club or the students in general, be sure to check the episode notes for links to connect with Dylan and Sasha. We'll meet you here next time, just off Glen.
Thanks for listening. This podcast was recorded at WorkSmart Coworking and Meeting Space in downtown Glens Falls and produced by Black Mountain Visuals. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Join us again next time. We'll meet just off Glen.